0: Hello, and welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. Hi, my name's Kay. And we are going to talk about the conclusion of this judgment from the Book of Signs by Dr. David Jeremiah. Kay, you can go ahead and start with the conclusion of this judgment.
1: In Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he tells them of two possible outcomes from the judgment seat of Christ. The loss of rewards... And the reception of rewards, first, the loss of rewards, as we have explained above, those things done in the energy of the flesh and for the glory of the individual will be examined, and for those things, there will be no reward.
0: That's what I was saying given given secret because there will be no no reward because everything that we have is from God, everything everything, yes. In his
1: introduction to the disciples' prayer, Jesus gives us two examples of the kind of religious activity that will result in the loss of rewards. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men. Right here it is. Yep. To be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven
0: from Matthew 6.1. I knew it was in there somewhere, okay? Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's why it's so important to always give, 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 and secret when you can. It's not always possible, but if you can, I just love it because I just like,
1: "Mm."
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's another jewel for my crown.
1: When you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues. And on, the con- on, and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have the reward. Matthew 6, 5. When Jesus told his famous story of the nobleman, he did not mention the judgment seat, but he gave us another illustration that helps us understand the loss of rewards. In that story, found in Luke nineteen eleven through 27 the nobleman returns to his property after a long trip. In his absence, he had placed three of his servants in charge. One of his servants had worked hard and managed well, and he is rewarded with a great reward. The second servant had not been a bad steward, but he was not a good one either, so he receives a moderate reward. But the third servant has been unfaithful and lazy, and he not only does not receive a reward, but the master takes what he already has and gives it to another and he loses his reward paul in the first letter to the corinthians expresses his fear of losing his reward i discipline my body and i bring it into subjection lest when i have preached to others i myself should be disqualified from 1 corinthians 9:27
0: k wow discipline is so mm. important it is very, very important. We just want instant pleasure, no matter what it may be, whether it be discipline. Yes. It's very, very important to discipline yourself. That's how people get into affairs, because they see something and they don't d- discipline their thoughts or they don't walk away from that and they entertain it. And it breaks up a family. Right. it's very important that you discipline Just, yourself.
1: But listen carefully. Paul was never concerned about the loss of his salvation in his explanation of the examination at the judgment seat. This is what he wrote. If, anyone, if anyone's work, which is he has built on it, endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as though fire. The judgment seat of Christ is a sobering reminder to every Christian that the day of testing is coming and the day of pretending will be over. Peter tells us to take this judgment of God in our lives very seriously. And he explains that if we do, that it will change the way we live. If you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves through the time of your stay here in fear. Next, the reception of rewards. This moment of judgment will not be entirely negative. Indeed, this judgment will also be a time of rewards. We'll develop this in more detail in the next chapter, but the New Testament mentions five rewards typically labeled as crowns. Available to the believer, the first one is the victor's crown, the second is the crown of rejoicing, and the third is the crown of righteousness. The fourth is the crown of life. Number five is the crown of glory. And I have heard and read many arguments against the doctrines of rewards. Most of those arguments sound very pious and spiritual. We should not serve Jesus because we are trying to earn a reward. We should serve Him simply because we love Him. Amen. That sounds right, but it does not explain why rewards are mentioned so many times in the Bible. I think the following of Jim Elif puts this whole discussion into perspective. People who piously care so little about eternal rewards are often killing themselves, trying to <laughs> accumulate a great reward now. They profess to be content with a little shack, in heaven but one a much bigger one on the earth the bible teaches there's nothing wrong with ambition just as long as we focus it on heaven rather than on earth that's
0: not making it a god right yes you can't make it a a, a god because there's nothing wrong with working hard and having nice things right just don't make it a god don't put it before god
1: when the crowns are awarded in heaven they will not stay in the possession of those who receive them very long. According to Revelation 4, the recipients of the crowns, in an act of worship, they will lay them down before the throne of God. There's a song about that. I lay my crowns. I lay. I'm not going to sing very well. <laughs> Or will just skip that part, but there's a song about there,
0: that up there, folks. I was there waiting is. for you to break yeah. out and dance and song yeah. there. Maybe kay? I'll bring that up to
1: you in another session, okay? I'll practice. Yeah, okay. I'll practice on that.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll bring my earplugs. <laughs> okay.
1: There's an old tale about three men crossing the desert by camel at night. As they were crossing the desert, a voice came out of the darkness. The voice commanded them to dismount. Pick up some pebbles and put them in your pocket, the voice said. At the coming of the sun, you will be both glad and sorry. The travelers did as they were told. And later the sun came up and they remembered what the voice had said. At the coming of the sun, you will be both glad and sorry. They reached in their pockets and pulled out, not pebbles, but diamonds. They were both glad and sorry. Glad they took as many as they did and sorry that they did not take more. Right now, God is giving us opportunities and he is saying to us that at the coming of his son, we will both be glad and sorry, glad we used the opportunities that we did, and sorry we did not use more.
0: I think that's also going to flash in front of our face. The people that we could have helped, the people that we could have led to him, the people Yes the there's gonna be so the, many opportunities, opportunities right? that we that. did not take right just because just sometimes just we're tired. Because. Yeah, right. And you know you work all day in this and that and you're like, no, I don't feel like doing that. It's just <sighs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's just the flesh right.
1: there. but um, uh, the other thing that I think of um, that someone has demonstrated is that you know as we walk through our life, God does have treasure chests for us as we walk along our life. Because of our own choices, we walk by those treasure chests. And I think, Teresa, that he will show us, like you're saying, when we get to heaven, he's going to show us the treasures that he truly had for us. Because he wants the best for us.
0: Absolutely. He does
1: want the best for us. Why we can't keep our minds focused on that Sometimes, I don't know. We just we get. Detours. That's true. We he do. has
0: a treasure chest, and we went down another road. Yes, and we lost everything that was in that treasure that trust, right? was in that treasure trust that he had for us because Satan put another thought in our mind, said it would be better because you're fighting spiritual warfare every single day. That's what this life is about on Earth. We chose another way because we thought we were going to like that better. Because at first, it did look pleasing to the eye. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what Satan's going to show you. He's not going to show you that you're going to sink or be in a hole because you went down that road. And then God has this huge treasure chest. And if you walk down the right road, you can have that treasure chest. And if you're young... Trust me, walk down that road, take that treasure chest. Don't do what we did so many times. We lost so many treasures because I walked down, I can't even tell you how many wrong roads I did, but I did a lot. So yes, don't let Satan deceive you into believing. Just always ask God when something comes into your life, And you don't know what to do. And it looks too good to be true. It might be. (laughs) Uh, No, because God brings wonderful things into your life, too, that people are like, how did you do that? Or how did you get that? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was my God who did it. And he does do a lot of those things for his children. It's okay to ask him, God, is this from you? I really need to know. Do not make Any decisions quickly. That is not God. If somebody says, you have to let me know right now, that's Satan. That is Satan 100%. It is. It is because he wants, yes, that's how he gets you to go down those wrong roads. Right.
1: Right. We shouldn't be uh, making any decisions out of desperation either. But you're right. If somebody does say to you, I need to have an answer. It's okay to say to them, you know what, I can't give you an answer right now, but when I'm ready, I will give you an answer.
0: Well, you may lose this opportunity. Then you have to be okay with that. You yes, just, you have to yeah. be okay with that as right. well. Right. I mean, I right. guess there might be some circumstances where you would have to make a decision. I think that, you, that
1: you'll that you know, though. I mean, yes, I
0: mean, you're uh, right. The I think Holy you Spirit will know. know. Yes, right. absolutely. The Holy Spirit will let you know. But, yeah, don't be bullied into Depends anything. Depends on how big of a decision it is. That's true. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: Because if it's a big decision, yeah, you may not want to be, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. I know myself, I don't like to make big decisions about big things.
0: Oh, yeah. Houses and cars and relationships. Oh. And no. No, really? Not, not yeah, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. yeah, I'm a spur of the <laughs> moment. I'm, so I'm, I'm a spur of the moment. Kay is not. She'll take two months and I'll make a decision right then and there. That's gotten me into trouble. Uh, that's for sure. But, yeah, it's funny how we're all made differently. TikTok, let me tell you, it is just insane. Just think about all your friends, your family... And how can four kids with the same DNA come out totally different? (laughs) Right. Totally, totally, totally different. Right. I mean.
1: That's God's design. Not one person is the same. You know, not one of us. Mm -hmm. You know, we are all individually created in, in, you know, Mm -hmm. in his image.
0: Yes. And uh, all designed. He has a great plan for you. He does have a great plan. For he you. really has a great plan for you, and we are hoping from the last chapter that we read you that you did accept him, and that you're on a new road, going down a new road on an exciting journey, and you're going to have so much love from people. Wow! And I pray that God blesses you with the Bible. Yes. To help you on your journey.
1: hmm Uh-huh. Study Bibles
0: are great. <coughs> yes. I With the I footnotes I, and stuff. Yes. Because some people don't understand the Bible. And that's very helpful. Yeah, it and it's it very it, helpful. Right. And it's okay. If you because don't it. understand it, you can say you don't understand it. Because I, some Bibles right. I don't understand. Right.
1: Yeah. I don't. So, one day this week... I always listen up to, I always wake up listening to the radio station, to the Christian radio station. And um, I had had a couple of devotions that kept leaning towards Fix Your Eyes Upon Jesus. When I woke up, it wasn't like the modern version of Fix Your Eyes on Jesus. It was like, oh, my goodness gracious, that that was what I woke up. I mean, that was the first song that came on my clock radio clock radio like,
0: yeah that's how old she is <laughs> <laughs> i don't have a clock radio i have hey, no clock it's got radio. two alarms on it
1: <laughs> it's got a snooze it's got a radio you walk up wake up to the alarm you wake up. but i mean i like i mean that to me that was just like you know so i just laid there and i just soaked in my mind and my heart every word of that song because tell you what if you if you listen to that it is it is deep It is. Look full into his wonderful place. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace.
0: It's so exciting. It's exciting if you have a relationship with God and you let him direct your life. There are some people who have a relationship and they go and do certain things and that's it. Right. They go sit on the same church bench and they go home and that's it. Right. Right. And there's not a personal relationship. They're saved, but they don't have a personal relationship with God. Me, myself, I'm talking to him all the time. Right. And I'm like, God, you really, seriously, are you kidding me? And I'm like, I need you. You've got to do something here. Not next week. This time, God, this needs to be done. (laughs) Not that I boss him around. It's so neat to have that relationship because you can just talk to him. And as soon as you speak a prayer, Kay, it's in the spiritual realm. And immediately, the angels are at work on your behalf. Immediately. Just think about that when you say, God, I need this bill paid and I have no money. Some people are in that situation They don't have any money. They have kids. Uh, Their husband left them. Whatever reason, God's going to provide for you. And there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, God, I need this bill paid. I am a faithful tither. That's important to me. A lot of people hate hearing about people bringing up tithing. I don't talk a lot about money. And you know what I like about our church? They don't take tithes. They do not take tithes and they don't talk about money. When you leave, you put your money in the box. I love that. I just love that. And some people will stand up there for two hours. I think it's important that people know how important it is to tithe. And some people don't know, and they need guidance and direction on that, okay? Because you do need to know it, but you don't need to talk about it 10 days a month and just harp on it. Right. That's my opinion, though, please. That's only my opinion. And God always meets my knees. Always, always, always. And he blessed me so much with the new vehicle. Did I tell that story? I don't
1: think you have.
0: So I had a Kia Optima for, I don't know, probably seven or eight years. Kay and I both are fanatics about our cars. They're always clean. We're always cleaning them out and you won't see marks or anything on our cars. That we have in common. <laughs> so I only had, i was very low mileage. It was a 2013 and I had like 50,000 miles on it. And I thought, okay, I need new tires and things are going to start going wrong with the car. And I don't want to invest all this money. So the car that I wanted wasn't local. They did not have a Mazda dealership. So I had to drive a half hour away. So what I did is the night before, I didn't even know anybody. I called the uh, Mazda dealership and a girl answered and she said, well, all of our salesmen are busy. And I said, okay, this is what I want. I said, can you help me? And she's like, yes, I'll help you. She worked in the office, but she also sold cars. And I said, I need it in this price range, this and that. And so she's like, Call me. It was in the winter. It was January actually. It'll be a year this it'll be a year this month that I've had <laughs> my car. And when I went in and I sat in that car, I was so bummed. Because what I could afford, no electric seats. I didn't even realize it though, okay. And I when I looked at her and I said, I don't even have electric windows. I didn't even know they made cars. I don't know. <laughs> rolling up anymore and I said there is nothing luxury at all in this car and she's like no there's not and I said I hate black interior it's hot I said I didn't even know it had black interior and we we took it for a drive and I said no I can't I can't I can't do this because there's really nothing about this car I liked I said so I'll just you know have to keep you know, my car. And she's like, well, do you like SUVs? And I'm like, well, yeah, I like SUVs. I said, I don't think that's in my budget though. And as we were driving, I told her, I said, now I called that Carvana and they buy your cars and it's like a vending machine. (laughs) They put all those cars in there. That's what it is. They were going to give me a good price. They were going to give me Almost ten thousand dollars for my car, and as we were driving, I said, "I have other dealerships I'm going to go to." I said, "But I know how car dealerships are; they only want to give you half." Like I know you guys would only give me four or five thousand. I already checked Kelly's Blue Book. I already know what you're going to say. I said. And since it's a half hour away, if I call Carvana and they buy my car and give me the 10 grand, then I don't have a way to get here. And, you know, I live alone and it's just a pain to ask somebody to drive me in this. And she sat there, she listened to me and never said a word, never said a word. And I just kept talking and she was a cute little nice girl. And so when we got back to the car dealership and she said, well, that SUV over here she said it's a 2020 and we're getting ready to send it back because it was already in 2021 and the 2022s were coming out and i said i can't afford that and she said let's just take it for a drive i opened up the door oh my gosh beautiful tan leather seats heated seats sunroof everything electric. I mean, totally 100% loaded. Everything. The price tag was, uh, I don't know, 35000 something like that. But after taxes and all that, it was more. We're driving around. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this vehicle. She still didn't say anything. We pulled back into the car dealership. I didn't know what she was doing. I just told her I couldn't do it. And she said, just give me a second. I'll be back in a second. She walks out and says, we're going to give you $9,000 for your car cash. We're going to take an additional $6,000 off of it. And we're going to give you this vehicle for $19,000. Wow. I went, what? I didn't even know she was in there doing that. And I walked around that showroom and I, kept, I said, God, I cannot even believe you just did this. God, I can't. And she looked at me and she's like, are you a Christian? I said, yeah. She's like, so am I. And we love helping Christians out. And it was the funniest thing ever. And then when I went in for the loan or whatever, he's like, I heard you're a Christian. I said, Yeah, it was like those books that you read. What were those books that were out? Um, Anyway, he said, we take care of each other here. I could not believe it. I literally drove home right then and there. My car was packed with everything. You know, in my trunk, I had no idea that I was going to be driving home in a new car. That's what God does for his children. And you know, almost every day when I get in that vehicle, I'm I say, God, wow, just wow. Thank you. I love my car. Thank you so much. I have bose speakers and everything. <laughs> I mean, it is loaded. I've oh yeah, it was just really nice. So God is good to his children. That's why that's why That's why I'm so giving. That's how happy God makes me. When you do that for somebody else, you make them that happy too. That's right. You You do. do. You just have to love and be nice. One thing, and then we'll wrap up here. I was driving down the road the other day, and there was a car who had a blanket rolled up on the driver's side because there was no windows in the car. And the car looked like it was falling apart. It is cold here right now. Yes, we're it in is. our twenties. Okay, twenty degrees. It's freezing. I said, "God, please bless them with a the car, please." When I did that, that went out into the universe. That went into God's universe. He works on His children's behalf. Prayer is powerful. You have to realize how powerful prayer is, that person had no idea that I prayed a new car for them. Right? None. Right. Please pray for people. If you can't give, pray. Prayer is so important. You can pray for those blessings to go to that person. But if you can give to that person and you don't, try. That'll remind you of it.
1: Yeah, just mm-hmm. try. i am got to say that there aren't times that we all fail at that. Oh, heck yeah. Um, but I do believe that God pricks your heart about that. I think the Holy Spirit... Picture heart about that because I know that there's been occasions that I have said, Forgive me, my father. I will not do that again. Please may I have another opportunity.
0: Please Isn't that be- funny when you beg him for another yeah, opportunity yeah. because another opportunity? You know you blew, I blew it. it. Right. Totally blew, blew it. it. And then you you can feel the spirit leave you. When he's talking to you and he tells you to do something, you feel that. And when you don't do what he tells you to do, it's like, whoosh, he's gone. <laughs> I mean, you know, you feel it. It's right. It's gone. And that's when you're begging, please give me another chance. I want to do it again. So we are going to talk about rewards in our next, that will be our next topic next week. And we wish all of you guys a blessed, a blessed and happy week. Thank you.